Thank you for joining me today on Good News with Twanda Black, where we're discovering some of the most inspiring trials to triumph stories and empowerment moments. Call up a friend and let them know it's time for some good news. Hello and welcome to Good News with your host, Twanda Black. That is me. I'm so glad to see all of you. And thank you for joining us. We talk with people from all walks of life about good news. Don't you think we need some good news in this world? Absolutely. And after all, when somebody else is having good news, you're having good news. So sit back, relax, and enjoy my next guest. Joining us today is Pastor Benton Thompson III. He is a global speaker and missionary. Um, uh, He does so much work within the body of Christ and without the body of Christ, actually. How are you today, Pastor? I'm wonderful, Twanda. How are you? Wonderful, wonderful. So good to see you. Um, My God met you many, many moons ago, and you were writing this book series, a how-to book series. And it was an amazing series. Um, talk about what you do. So what I do is, as you said, that with me being in the ministry, I have a, um, a long history with looking at the people of God, God's word. And, and I always thought the word of God, you know, well, people made it so convoluted, so tough to understand. And when Paul says, say, we should desire the sincere milk of the word, that really struck a chord within my spirit. And I said, you know what? it can be broken down a lot more simpler, a lot more practical, a lot more usable, because sometimes either we go one way or the other, Twanda, we look at it and say, hey, well, this is Mother Goose. Those are just fairy tales that don't matter, or either it's so complicated and so convoluted, nobody can do it. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it can't be one end of the spectrum or the other. So I just felt a calling from the Lord for me to make it practical something that we can apply, something that we can see. So a lot of my writing and speaking and work that I do really is about that, the humanity in it all. So I see I, I, I see, and I write people as real people, as real characters. And so sometimes, sometimes I think we forget that with the Bible. We see Abraham, we see Isaac, and we think these are just biblical characters, as it were, fictional characters. These are real folks, real people just like us and so um to the end of that work that you talked about the how-to series i thought well a very practical series of how to hear god how to trust god how to pray to god how to obey god how to follow god these are the basic uh you know uh, standards in which we could live by so i even coded each one of the books with a separate primary color you know red green blue (laughs) so uh orange that's that's my heart that's where my passion is to make god practical and relatable to us so we can actually follow him you know and i think that's so important especially for this generation of show me you know this generation of i don't really believe anything and you know because i got two of them i got two in this generation and um and although they were raised in the church and they know the bible stories you're exactly right making it come alive making it real making it practical so that they will understand these were not just bible stories these are actually practical uh living uh standards you know that kind of thing so for this generation though 
um, how do you see it and how do you think that all of us who are followers of Christ can help this generation come to that realization? Well, and that's an interesting point because I, I like the emphasis on the all of us because some of us who have been in this so long, we go, oh yeah, we know that. Right. You know, and I find that if I'm ministering, as I'm standing the minister and I say, hey, I want to talk to you about the book of Job. The, the, the season saints, I know everything about it. Yep. yep. And, 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 you, and that's not right because there's always something we can learn. There's always. Some, and so then for those who aren't experienced and, and that's who I, I call, um, a, I dub this area of the seekers. Those who are seeking, they don't that's know right. what they're seeking, but they're mm -hmm. seeking truth. They're mm -hmm. seeking understanding. And that's why you mentioned that I do a lot of work, quote unquote, outside of the four walls of the that's church. Right. And my example, my biblical example of that is that, you know, uh, when you see the children of Israel, they're in the wilderness, they're in a tent. They're, and so now we've made it so structured and so tight that if people think that they're not a part of an organization or if they don't comply with certain rituals, they can't get involved. And so that's where my ministry lies to say, you know what? Jesus says, hey, come all you come unto me, all who are heavy laden and need rest. And so I think that we need to keep pushing the message of uh, the relatableness of the Lord, uh, how much he loves us, because everybody wants to be loved. Everybody wants to be needed. I'm like, well, right. nobody needs you and loves you more than the Lord God Almighty. So I think stay to our basic core tenets of that God is love and he is inclusive, not exclusive. I think that and even like I said, the seasoned saint can afford to hear that again because we get uh, numb and dull. And and just last thing I'll say on this part on that is I see so much categorization. And so whether we want to call them Gen X and, you know, even in the signatures, he, she, he, her. No, I think that that that's what the problem is. We need to see each other with through human eyes. That is my brother. Am I my brother's keeper? Yes, yes. That is my sister. So I think that when we bring the humanity and the compassion back in, I think that everybody will come in together this season and, and the new and the novice at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And you're so right. Um, <laughs> you know, season saints are numb to, you know, and, in, and if you bring in something new, you know, they're questioning. So, exactly. I, I, yeah, I love what you say about the seekers. It's so true. Uh, and they are seeking. They are, they are seeking. seeking. And those are seekers in the body and outside the body. That's so right. That's, that's where right. we come together. We're just all seeking the truth. We might have heard from men. We might have heard from women. Uh, you know, whoever is ministering the gospel, great. But, but it, ultimately, the end goal should be to hear from God. And I heard a pastor tell me years ago, and i never forget this. He said, you know, a good shepherd should smell like his sheep. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, now, <laughs> and that means he is among his sheep. Okay? He is among his sheep, not above <laughs> his sheep. He is among his sheep, and so then that's why I write for subjects that are relatable. And and in plenty of my writings in my in my weekly podcast of the Thompson Truth, I say us, we, our. Right. Again, not exclusive, inclusive. I'm in here because the Bible says this here. Twan, it even says that, and this is a nuance, but it says pray that you might be saved. See, because till that day of judgment, we're still, as it were, trying to round the bases and get in. Right, right. I'm trying to get there. It's like, yeah, I'm saved by grace. I get that. But on that day, so this is a daily walk. It's, it's not like, okay, hey, I committed my life to Christ back in 1945, so I'm good. No, I have to live that. I have I to walk it out. I have to bring others in. And see, even in this here, 
and, and I have to bear fruit. What does that mean? Does that mean necessarily having babies? No, bringing people into the, bringing right. the babies into the kingdom. That's, that's right. bearing fruit, bringing babies in. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. how I see it. So um, you made a trip overseas. Yes. Was that before COVID? I know I made well. I've made well. I made one this year to Jordan, and so I was mm-hmm. there with my youngest son. He graduated from college, and he's an archaeology major. So it wow. was great because I'd been to Israel to the mm-hmm. other side of the Dead Sea, and then I went to Jordan. And so when I'm there in Jordan, I'm looking down in the valley, and I stood where Moses stood when he, and you know. So it, I, I love that. I just because the I tell people the GPS uh, over there is the Bible. Ain't nothing. Mm. Arafat is right there. Sinai is still right there. So you know where you're at in the Bible. So that was during this time here. So that was early. That's amazing. So when you went to Israel, though, you came back and wrote a book. I did. I certainly (laughs) did. Talk about that book. And and what was Israel the impetus of the book? I already know the answer, but go ahead. It, It was because, again, one of the things that I loved about my time in Israel is that, you know, um, I'm a historian too. And so here in our country, you know, only a few hundred years old, you can go there and things are a few thousand years old. Like, that's right. What does that mean? And so when I was in the Garden of Gethsemane, I'm, I'm like, this is where Jesus was. And so when I'm walking the path where he carried the cross, Twanda was so funny because, you know, it's that uh, Delarosa is still there. And so I'm, I'm walking on 2,000 year old stones. And so I was jumping all around, like, what are you doing? I'm like, one of these spots, I'm going to stand where my Lord stood. I'm going I'm, I'm to hit the place where his foot, his sandal was. So I'm, and so when I came back, I was so filled with that. And I'm looking there at, at the mountains and, and I sat up on a, a hillside and looked over to the Sea of Galilee and the fishermen were still fishing like Peter and them used to fish. And that's really what made me write a book called Close, Draw Near, because it was really about getting closer to God. And so um, I wanted to kind of share that experience through my writing with folks that might not have been able to make that pilgrimage yet. But it's a beautiful thing when you go there. So when I'm looking at at the mountain and I'm looking at the the ocean and I'm thinking about Jesus. And so I call him that book there. I just call him the young preacher. Again, making it personal. Because you say Jesus, oh, I know Jesus. I already know everything about him. So I was just talking about this young preacher who was starting out and yeah. how he was going around in the area and getting known and sharing the gospel. So that book, uh, that, that trip was really the impetus for that, for that writing of that work. They're close, draw near. It's an amazing book. Amazing book. Now, you, you alluded to um, Thompson's uh, Truths, the podcast. I love it. And thank you for sending me those. Uh, Some days it's just write what I need. I love it. However, you're also doing a series, a devotional series on version. So tell our audience about that. Well, with the with the Uversion Bible app, I, I'm so glad to be able to partner with them. They have 500 million subscribers. I mean, that just boggles me. And then thousands upon thousands of languages, and it's worldwide. Mm-hmm. And so they have this platform for, you know, if you just want to read the Bible, they have Bible readings, they have plans, they have devotionals. And so they selected one of my devotionals to be on there. And I'm just so honored and so blessed by that. And so my devotional there is Jesus carried our sorrows to victory. Jesus carried our sorrows to victory. And that's based upon Isaiah, because in that, uh, again, making it practical, I saw where Isaiah is talking about the forecoming of the Messiah. 
and everybody's thinking, okay, great. He, he here's this great prophet, and he's telling us what the Messiah is going to be like. And is he going to be a king? Is he going to be a warrior like David? He's going to be. And then mm -hmm. Isaiah's vision that the Lord gave him was no. This was a a scrawny person, one who was less desirable. He was despised of men, and so it's like, wow. Why would Jesus? The, the, the son of God, the Messiah, want to come as lowly. Why? Mm. So he can relate to us. Mm. Why? Despised of men. So he can relate to us. So every time we're thinking, oh man, nobody knows what I'm dealing with. I, I'm I'm outcast. Jesus says, yeah, me too. I'm the only one, right. Amen. And so with that, he's relatable to us. And so he carried, he came in the form of our sorrows so he could carry our sorrows to victory. So he was going to be that conduit to God for us and say, you know what? And that's why he says in every way he was tempted as we were. That's mm -hmm. why he came just like you and I, just mm -hmm. like Joe, just like Mary, just like everybody, Sam, Susie, Sally. He came like that. He didn't come in as the king. That's why he wanted to sit in his triumphal entry. He didn't want to, hey, get me the horse and let's parade around. Right, no, right. give me the lowly donkey. Mm -hmm. And he said, you know, he was all about and we hear the term today, servant uh, leadership. He was yeah. always about that. And so that's what I wanted us to see. Not that this was wrapped in this uh, purple garment. He came in majesty and six foot off the ground. No, he came in lowly and despised. Why? So we can relate to him and he can relate to us. Absolutely. So they can just look for that on you version. You version, right? So you can go. Uh, so they have a search bar, and so if you typed in "Jesus carried our sorrows," as you begin to put it, like same thing with the internet, it'll start to populate. It. Jesus carried our sorrows to victory, and they can find it there. And it's a five-day devotional. Again, nice and easy, and it's very much word-based. And so I do just a little bit of info at the beginning of it, and then there's scriptural references. So it, I love the fact that it drives you straight to the word. So it's not about someone pontificating on yeah. what they think that it is. It's right. based on scripture. And mm -hmm. I love that about them, that they, they strictly adhere to that. So it's a wonderful platform. They're great partners. I want to be writing other devotionals, but yes, you version Bible app. Great. That's, that's one on my phone right now. I love that. I love that uh, app. What did you do during COVID? Well, some of the things I did during COVID, I, I, I wrote a bit more, you know, I, I it really kind of gave me a chance to, to get more intimate with, with God because typically we have, you know, everybody's out and you're so busy. And so that was the epitome of the Lord say, be still and know that I'm God. Well, that yeah. was my be still season, sit still. I, I, I wrote, I meditated more. I uh, looked for new opportunities to be creative in new ways, you know, uh, to reach people in different ways that we had done before. And I think that really kind of leveled the playing field for a lot of people. It just gave everybody a, a chance to have a voice. Right. And I think that God, that was designed by God to, to draw us closer to him, to make us more intimate. It's like, come unto me, come to me. And so I really, um, Honestly, I got closer with the Lord. I got a better, more intimate relationship with him during that time. Absolutely. Now talk about Thompson's Truths and how can other folks get Thompson's Truths and the podcast? Very good. So my, my podcast, just simply go to the website, which is uh, BentonThompsonTheThird.com. And uh, there on the search bar, just type in Thompson Truths. And so I've been doing those podcasts now for... 
ooh, like almost three years and their weekly podcast and they mm -hmm. come out every Monday morning, 6 a.m. Eastern. And so uh, uh, go to the website, they're there. And also as you go down through the Thompson Truths, if you want to hear some of the older ones, they're there in the archive. And I say older as in terms of release, the messages are always current. They're always right. relative and they're always practical. And mm -hmm. so in my Thompson Truths, I, I write about things and, and people give me queries and say, hey, well, pastor, let's talk about this. Or what do you think about that? Sometimes I, I just write about just things, nuances that we don't think about. Like my, my most recent Thompson truth was, you know, out of all of God's creations, why were humans the only ones he gave them the ability to speak? Yeah, why is that? Why can't the butterfly talk? And why can't this? And so we were, cre we, we, the answer is we were the only ones created in his image, mm -hmm. in his likeness. And mm -hmm. so God is a speaking God. And so he wanted us to be able to speak and to be able to hear what we say. So therefore, when we speak the word of God, we can see the effects of that. And so there's power in us speaking God's word. And so that's an example where I take his word and make it practical. Like, well, yeah, why do we talk? So we can speak God's word and hear those things being manifested that he spoke of. We can speak his promises. So every truth I write is is from the heart and, and i'll just share this too uh, twanda that also during that time during COVID, i lost my little brother he, he went on to be with the lord and so i was still writing in that and 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 my my truth there was you know I, lots of people said to me hey my thoughts and prayers are with you i wrote a truth about thoughts and prayers what does that mean some people get upset about that but that's that's the best thing my thoughts and my prayers are with you this time because there's nothing you can say to ease that right and so right. thoughts and prayers and so Everything I do is practical. It's something that I've gone through and it is a Thompson truth. And I'll just say this here too, on that the origin of that was my father. And so Reverend Benton Thompson Jr. So he would always give us these, these practical anecdotes. And one of the anecdotes he gave briefly was this, and, and he told this to all of us, but certainly his sons, and it was nine in my family. He said, hey, there was this woman and she had this, this lady, she had this home and she had this beautiful furniture and she had this beautiful Persian rug, very expensive rug. Well, the furniture was on the rug, she wanted it rearranged. And so in that, she was looking for somebody. So she sees this really big, a uh, muscular man. Hey, sir, can you help me with this? So he comes in, he starts struggling, tussling with it. She's, no, no, you're going to mess it up. And so then a smaller gentleman walk goes by and he says, ma'am, I can help you. So she thought about it. And so he came in, delicately moved everything around. And I said, wow, my dad said, do you know what the moral of that story is? I said, no. He said, it takes a really strong man to be gentle. So Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I love them. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember a lot of them? I remember so many of them. I mean, and they, you know, all those messages and all those lessons, so many things about family and all. And, and, and my siblings, you know, we all talk about it. I mean, some of the things that were so far and above and, and that coupled with his being a military man too. So I had the structure and the discipline, but I remember a, a ton of them and they come back to me often. As a matter of fact, like I said, he's going to be with the Lord, but the irony is that every year on his birthday, I, I just reflect on him more and the lessons that, and all of us, I have older siblings and they still remember, hey, remember when daddy said, remember when daddy said, and I equate that now to my heavenly father, the same oh, way. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you need to write those down though, so you can leave them for us. <laughs> exactly. There you go. There, and to that end, there's plenty of people that say, "Hey, man, I feel like your dad's my dad because I'm always yeah. something." Yeah, yeah. And I, and that's the beauty of that because that's where I go. That's wisdom, and wisdom is for all of us. That's right. That's God. right.
I love it. I love it. I want to thank you so much for sharing and joining us today. Uh, Pastor Benton Thompson III, tell folks how they can reach out, uh, how they can learn more about you. Great. Just visit the website, uh, www.bentonthompsonthe3rd.com. I have a Facebook page, Twitter, um, any information or info at bentonthompsonthe3rd.com. Write to me. I'd love to come and share and speak and just fellowship with, with people anywhere. I've written lots of books, lots of resource materials are there. So please, and and if all else fails, just go to the internet and type in Benton T. Thompson Third, and you'll find me there and all the other resources and channels that I have available. YouTube as well. All right. I love it. Thank you so much for joining us. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being with us today. To be a guest on the show, you can email me at twandablack at thepgnetwork.org or goodnews at thepgnetwork.org. Watch the show via PGN TV on all your digital streaming apps and visit pgntv.org. We'll see you next time with absolutely some good news. Thanks for joining us. Mm -hmm.